All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was, Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your new show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all of their other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Hey, everybody, welcome to Dropping the Gloves with John, Scott, Tim, and Marty, our, What's our up? co-host. Marty Biron joins us. This is our first repeat guest, I think, Tim, isn't it? No, but it's the uh, first time we've had Marty back since last year, so it's still good to see him. Who so did I, did I elevate to co-host right now? Is that my, uh, my new business cards will say co-host of Dropping the Gloves? I hope so. My goodness. Tim, <laughs> don't call me uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that, Marty. Let's. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me back, guys. That's awesome. Love the show and love what you guys do. So I'm happy to be back. Long time listener, first time caller. But anyway, yeah. so we we wanted to get Marty on because we finished last week's or Monday's episode, and all this noise started to come out of come out of Buffalo. Eichel's not happy. Eichel's, you know, he, he's questioning the long-term contract. What, what are we going to do? GMs are calling. What do we need to get Eichel out of Buffalo? Are we ruining his career? So we wanted to go to the stores. We wanted to go to a guy who's close to Buffalo, and that's you, Marty. So let's just okay. talk right out of the gate. What's going on? Like, why are we hearing all this chatter? We've heard it before with Reese Delina. We hear it with stars in Buffalo all the time. They've obviously, you know, haven't had the success that they wanted throughout the years and we've heard this chatter before so why all the noise coming out of buffalo 
Well, it's not coming out of Buffalo. So that's number one. I, I can guarantee you there's nobody here in Buffalo that's saying, oh, they, you should trade Jack Eichel. That's a good idea. Nobody in the organization, nobody in the city, there's no media members here that are saying that. I think it's, the, you know, people outside of the Buffalo bubble looking at the Sabres saying, what is going on in Buffalo? Their five-on-five scoring is about zero right now. Jack Eichel still has 13 points in 15 games. He's a fantastic player, but only four of those points are at even strength. So now they're saying, well, you know, you watch the games and and look, he's not himself. That's 100%. Yesterday, they played the New York Islanders. Jack usually has white tape on his stick. Now he's got black tape on his stick. You know what that means. I know what that means. The player that's searching himself. The confidence is shut. Uh, and, and the skating is not like 100%. I don't see the, the, the big powerful strides that you usually see out of Jack Eichel. But again, confidence, right? When you pick up the puck and you're confident, you're going to go through a wall. When you're not, it's going to be a hesitation. You're going to look for something else. So Jack is not confident. Ralph Kruger said that. He was, be, he was asked after the game if there was an injury. The coach said, no, there's no injury. It's only confidence. So take the word, we move forward. But the noise is not coming out of Buffalo. Everybody here knows you can't trade a player like Jack Eichel and expect a good return. You're never going to get a return that's going to match what Jack Eichel is. So no, that's not happening. Um, he's got to find a way to gain his confidence and, and start producing at even strength. Yeah, he's he's always going to be tied with Connor McDavid and in association Austin Matthews just because yep. they're so close. Buffalo, Toronto. Do, do you think he gets frustrated with his line mates with with who they put around him? I know every year Buffalo wins the off season. They went and got Jeff Skinner. He blew it up in Buffalo. They win the off season this year. They get Taylor Hall. Every year it's like Buffalo is going to take that next step. They come out of the gate hot and then they just hit the wall. Do you think he's frustrated when he sees Austin Matthews with his supporting cast? And then you look at Edmonton and he's got some, you know, assets around him. Like, is there anything to that? No, I don't think Jack's frustrated. I think Jack loves playing with Sam Reinhardt. Those two have a really good partnership. They're good buddies. I think they, uh, they, they complement each other really well on the ice. Now, last year, there was Victor Olofsson there. It works on the power play. Victor scores a ton on the power play. He's got a great shot. Now, they started with Taylor Hall this year. It didn't work at five-on-five, five, so they went away from it. Uh, but Taylor Hall's still on the power play, so I don't think there's anything there. And the big thing with Jack Eichel this year is last season – you know, we saw Jack and his shot was great. And he scored goals by just shooting the puck from a, a longer range than what we're used to seeing Jack Eichel score. And this year, his shooting percentage is like 3%. Like, we know at some point, the law of averages are going to put the shooting percentage back at 7 8 9% at least for Jack Eichel over a season, over a longer period of time but right now when you're shooting at three percent he's hit post he's gotten robbed a few times uh, but it's still not a hundred percent jack like i'm still like when i see jack i see the guy that wants to pull the, the put the team on his back and go we're yeah. not seeing it as much now um but i think he's frustrated because the puck's not going in that's that's simply as, as simple as that in addition to Eichel, I mean, the obviously guys made one of the biggest splashes in free agency by signing Taylor Hall. He's only got one goal so far in 15 games. Like, what are you seeing from him? What does he kind of need to do to turn his game around and maybe click with his line mates and, and find the puck more? 
Well, I think we saw with Hall, Eric Stahl, and Dylan Cousins, that line was working pretty well. Uh, Dylan Cousins, a great player, by the way, 19 years old, uh, played at the World Juniors for Team Canada this year. I mean, he's he's fantastic. He'll be great. And it's worked well on that line. But Taylor Hall, I mean, he, he had... In the last three games, he had two shots that went 5-0 on the goalie and hit the post on the other side. He had one last night. Like, how does that work? That you beat a goalie 5-0, but it hits the post on the far side and out. Um, he's shown some speed. Uh, he's shown that he can get in. But again, I mean, this is all new to Taylor Hall. Like last year, he got traded from New Jersey to Arizona. Within the year, now he's in Buffalo. You got to learn you know, your players, the, the chemistry, your teammates. It's a different year, not a long training camp, no preseason games, COVID, the whole thing. There was a two-week pause here in Buffalo because they went through COVID protocol. So he, I still like Taylor Hall. I've loved him ever since he got the MVP in Jersey. I got to watch him really close ice level a couple of games. I was like, he's fantastic. It's like the Sabres right now. It's not clicking. The, you're looking at pieces of the puzzle and you're trying to force him in. They are not just falling into place as, uh, as we'd all hope they would. Well, you look at the division you guys are in. It's the toughest division by far. There, there's no yeah. weak link. I guess you have Ottawa. Well, Ottawa's not even there anymore. I, like no. the Devils team is doing better than they, we thought they were going to be. Yep. The Islanders are a strong team. And then you have the murderer's row of Philly, Pittsburgh, Boston. Like it's a tough division. Um, if you look at the standings, Buffalo, arguably it's a tough, it's a tough road. What do they do to turn things around? Can they make a push for the playoffs? If not, like, how do you make this team competitive next year? Well, they could make a a push from the playoffs. And the only reason I'm saying that is because their power play is really hot. So you need a hot power play and defensively, they're not giving up as many glorious scoring chances as we've seen over the last few years. So they're playing better defensively. Now that also have to take an effect now that Jake McCabe is gone for the year, right? Six to eight months with an ACL, MCL meniscus there. I mean, that is a bad injury. It's so unfortunate. I hope that uh, he recovers fully, but it's going to take time. Rasmus Ristolainen is still on the, uh, uh, you know, on the sideline dealing with the aftermath of COVID. I guess it was very scary for him. Uh, He went to bed at night, not thinking if it was going to be waking up in the morning because his heart was pumping out of his chest. He couldn't breathe. Like it was tough. So, but you've got guys that have slid in and played well. Will Borgen is one. Dalene has kind of like been up and down at the start, but he's recovering nicely of late. Um, But you got to get on a streak right now. They're three games under NHL 500. They've got, you know, New Jersey, New Jersey, Philly, Philly. You've got the Islanders three times next week. You've got uh, Rangers next week. I mean, it, in a couple of weeks, you could go seven, two and one. And all of a sudden you're back in the mix. Do I think the Sabres will go seven, two and one in their next 10? I don't, think so but they could if they got hot so that's what you need you need one big burst to get you back we've seen it in the last few years last year they had a 10 game winning streak the year before they had a 10 game winning streak they need that inserted into their schedule right now Uh, that's the only way they get back in it well you mentioned they're five on five and gosh what would help is if they had a guy who was making nine million bucks a year And you could rely on, you could put him on the ice and this guy's going to generate offense. What's going, like, what is going on with Jeff Skinner? He's, he's been a healthy scratch. He's on the fourth line presently. He did well when he was with Eichel a few years back, him and Reinhardt. 
what is the thinking with him? Does Kruger just not like that? Like, can you give us some wrap, wrap my head around this? Well, I, yes, Jeff Skinner had a hot start two years ago. He scored a hundred. He was on pace for 150 goals, right? It was unreal. But in the last three, two and a half, three months of the season, he really, really cooled off. So you take that two months at the end of the season, like March and April of the 2018-2019 season, you take all of 2019-2020, and right now, he has like 18 goals in 95 games. So there's obviously something that, that's not working in his game. Um, I, you know, he got to play with Eichel a couple of games in, you know, in, in the recent memory and in the last week, probably, I think the two Islanders games coming out of the COVID break, Skinner played with Eichel, but in the second game, then they start switching things around as well. So with Jeff Skinner, the, the thing, the difference between Jeff Skinner and Jack Eichel right now, for example, okay, is that Eichel has 13 points, Skinner has one. Okay, Eichel is getting them all on the power play, but at least Eichel is getting them all on the power play. Uh, you know, that, that helps. Skinner is not able to provide any offense and he doesn't kill penalties. He's not fit, physical. He's not a guy that defensively is going to say, hey, I'm going to shut down the other team. There's just really nothing happening. And this year, unlike any other year, we're not in the locker room going to talk to the guys. We're not on the road, you know, following the team and seeing every single practice. And we're not obviously in team meetings. So I'm, I'm almost starting to think, and, and John, you've seen it. Like when guys are, are not confident and then they start to disengage and be disinterested and they sit in the back of the room or they, their practice habits are not the same, it could get frustrated. So I'm not seeing a ton of practices, but what I saw in training camp, I was like, come on, Jeff, like it's a new season. Let's go. Give me something. Now, maybe he's doing everything he's asked for and it's just not working, but usually when a player really works at some point, it, it comes out, right? It comes through. I'm not seeing that out of Jeff Skinner. It, it could turn around. He's very talented. He can skate, but I've not seen him do the 10 and two, the, the Mohawk skating. I've not seen him around the net trying to bury like a, a garbage goal. I, I'm not seeing a lot of it. And I think Ralph is saying, look, we got to teach you off the ice a couple of things before we reinsert you. When he goes back in the lineup, let, let's see what happens. Yeah. And gosh, just from playing against him for a, a few years, I think four five, six years, he doesn't seem, and this is, listen, I, I don't know him from a hole in the wall, but just from playing against him, his attitude on the ice, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who would respond well to a benching or would respond well to being put on the fourth line. I think he needs to be groomed a little bit and his ego padded, and it doesn't seem like that's Ralph's style. You know, wow. he's trying to challenge him. He's, he's trying to push him. And, and that's what you need to do with a guy who's making $9 million. Like, he is one of the top – 20 guys in the league as far as your salary goes and you got one assist yeah it's tough like Ralph Kruger is always to me the coach that is like we will stick to the process we're we will have a plan and we'll stick to the plan so his plan this year was his top six we're gonna be Hall, Eichel, Reinhardt, Stahl, Cousins, and Olafson, right? That was the top six. You can't put Dylan Cousins, a first-year, 19-year-old player on the fourth line. He's, you got to give the kid a chance. Well, okay, well, that leaves who? That leaves Jeff Skinner you're out of the top You're telling me your $9 million guy doesn't make the top six? I understand that. But if you, you know, take salaries out of the picture and look at the players and say, okay, where do I want my, my piece, right? And, and Ralph Kruger has said, look, Jeff Skinner has, has developed some, some good – uh, you know, 
cohesiveness with uh, with Curtis Lazar. Well, yeah, okay. Curtis Lazar is not Jack Eichel. He's not yeah. Eric Stahl. He works hard. Um, and then there was also the, well, we want to spread it through the four lines and see how that works. But I still think that when you look at your roster, Jeff Skinner is the odd man out. Like, what are you going to do? Take Victor Olofsson out of the spot and give it to Jeff Skinner so he's in the top six. Well, what does that leave you with Olofsson, a younger player? You got to give him, get him going. Skinner's had a chance to play with Eichel, not five, six, seven, eight games, but a couple of games, it didn't seem to generate more. So I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for answers, and I'm pretty sure the coaching staff is, a, a, is, is digging way deep in the, the, the memory bank of answers because it's, it's just not happening. Well, they do more with statistics and analytics than anybody. And if you do look at the numbers, Olofsson is better with Eichel. Like across the board, five on five for 60 minutes, he, he creates more chances, they get more goals. So he is better with Eichel. But man, it, they just must be kicking themselves. Like, how do we get this guy going? They like, tried Skinner with Stahl. Yeah. They tried, you know, oh, let's try to see the Carolina connection. But Jeff Skinner never really played with Eric Stahl in Carolina no. back in the days. They were on two separate lines. So they tried him on the left side with, with, uh, with Stahl. Eh, it didn't really work either. Not that Eric Stahl is lighting it up this year, but it didn't really work either. So it's almost like it's, a, it's it, you know what, we, you get a piece of furniture, you get all these screws and all these things, and then you have that piece at the end, you're like, where does this one go? Like, I, I didn't use that one. Where does it go? Well, we'll just put it in the drawer and we'll see. Maybe later we'll need it, right? And that's almost what it is right now with Skinner. It goes in Rochester. Yeah. Well, that's a tough one, really. He's got a no-movement clause, so he's got the, the right of saying no. All right, everybody, listen up. Your company's salary cap is probably tighter than it's ever been, and you can't afford to miss on a new hire. Every person you add needs to fit just right, just like Tim does on the podcast. He fits perfect. That's where Indeed helps you hire great people faster. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates instantly with Indeed Instant Match. So you can do the part you really need faster, meeting and hiring great people. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality short list faster. Now, you want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed right now. Listen up. Our listeners get a free $75 credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is Indeed's best offer anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer is valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Marty, you mentioned Darlene. So people like outside of Buffalo who can't watch him every night, like stats aside, what are you seeing from him and his progression as a young defenseman? And uh, do you think he'll ever get to the point to be in the conversation with the Makar, Hughes, Heiskanen's of the world? I think he's a different player than those guys. And the big thing with Rasmus Darlene this year from October of 2019, right? So in September, October 2019, they weigh the guys and they say, okay, this is your bio. But now we're a year and a half later and he's 20 pounds, 25 pounds heavier. So you consider a whole year plus the the COVID pause, um, he needed to bulk up. So I think right now he's trying to figure out how to use that that, that strength. Um, he's still a fantastic skater and so smooth with the puck. 
but without the puck, he's had a few moments where he hasn't closed the gap all that that quickly. Uh, who he's stumbled coming back into his zone defensively, trying to figure out where he needs to be. Um, that's never going to be his greatest strength. We didn't draft Rasmus Dahlin here in Buffalo, or I didn't, but the team didn't draft Rasmus Dahlin because of his defensive play. All the highlights we saw of him playing in Europe at the World Juniors and all of that, they're all offensive highlights uh, with the puck, making plays, scoring goals. He still can do a lot of it. Um, but again, the, what's going to separate him from the Makars and the Hughes and the Heiskanen and turn him into more of a complete player is going to be if he can figure it out defensively and if he can use that big frame to his advantage. And, and he's still young, third year in the league. Uh, the, the headman and Carlson and those guys didn't really start producing and start finding themselves until year three, four, five. So I think we got to give him a, a chance on that. But with the puck, he's so smooth. There's not a lot of guys that are uh, as smooth as he is. So I don't want to just, you know, beat up on these players the whole show. We just not how we roll. We don't want to go too negative, you know, like. I want to go let's... John Tortorella on all of them. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I guess, you know, for frustrated Sabres fans listening, like give them some bright spots. What are some things to be excited about with this team and with this franchise looking forward? Well, I told you Dylan Cousins, right? I mean, this guy's a stud. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, like, we, what would you put in a trade if you could acquire this player? Would you put Dylan Cousins in? And I'm like, eh, eh, no, I mean, it would have to be the biggest fish in the sea to let go of a guy like Dylan Cousins for me at this point. He's good. He works hard. They call him the workhorse from Whitehorse because he's from, you know, way up north. He's from Whitehorse, Yukon, and um, he he's fantastic. He still looks like a baby, but he's going to be a player. So that is great. Victor Olofsson can shoot the puck like, man, mm-hmm. it's like a BB gun. That thing comes up, boom, it's in the net. On the power play mostly, but that's what we knew out of him playing in Europe, in Sweden, and he's still doing it here. Um, again, Ristolainen and Jake McCabe were really good this year. I was so happy to see them play and the way they were playing. So McCabe being out for the rest of the season, that's going to hurt. But Risto is a big part of this team, and he played really well this year. Uh, Brendan Montours looked better. Colin Miller's looked better. Their defense actually has looked pretty good they don't give up a ton of great chances or they've been that the better on the better side of the chances during the game so i think that's that's all a lot of positive the only thing that's not happening right now they're not scoring at five on five and they lose game three one three two two one i mean that one goal would make a big difference and that's what they need to do well that's what they brought in hall and stall for so what have you heard like he signed the one-year deal it was a gamble for him it's a gamble for the sabers what do you hear what, what's going on? Does he like Buffalo? Does he like the restaurants? Like what, you know, well, there's restaurants just opened here, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe at the start of February. So maybe he's starting to enjoy the restaurants, but okay. So the word out of like uh, uh, the TSN insiders, the Dr- Darren Dreger and the, the Pierre Lebron Burons. was that. Well, I listen to them. I, that's not my job. I analyze. I don't go dig in for information, but so the word was that, that there's maybe a conversation starting to happen between Hall and the Buffalo Sabres. The first thing that comes to mind for me is, well, yes, if you're Taylor Hall, you want to have the conversation now because it's not going well. And you don't want to wait until free agency at the end of the year and be like, okay, now what? Like I, I did not produce as much. So yes, he's going to look at the, the landscape right now, right? His agent's going to start the conversation. Okay. Well, He's 29 years old. Are you thinking this is 
six, seven years? Is this three-year deal? Like where, where are we at with all of it? So I think there's going to be a conversation. I think the Sabres are definitely going to look into it. But again, when it comes to free agency and guys that are 29 and 30, it's buyer beware a little bit because if you give them six years, five, six-year deals, you're not going to gain this, get the same production at year, you know, three, four, five, six of the contract that you would in the first two years. So I think you got to be careful. You got to know what's going to happen with the uh, economics of the game, the cap and, you know, the escrow and all of that. I mean, we've been, we've been hit hard in the air in Buffalo yeah. uh, with the Buffalo Sabres. And in the last few years, uh, the Pagulas are not going to all of a sudden just say, Oh yeah, that's keep spending to the cap and, and not make the playoffs. There's got to be some, uh, uh, some responsibility as to managing the, the money that's going out and also the production that you're putting on the ice. Well, yeah, Eichel's been there six years. He has yet to have a winning season. They've come close. They've almost sniffed 500. But are you going to see a team in three years saddled with two big contracts with guys who aren't producing in Hall and Skinner? And then are we going to be having this conversation with Eichel? Like, I don't know. It's crazy because Buffalo, they try so hard. I, I remember I was there when, when Terry and Kim came in, the Pagulas, and they're like, we're going to win a Stanley Cup in three years. And they dumped a bunch of money on the team and everybody was excited. And then nothing has happened. I don't know. They, they've run through GMs. They've run through coaches. They've run through presidents. They brought in high, high school guys. They got Ryan O'Reilly with a great trade. They brought in Hall and, and Stahl and uh, Skinner and Ocposo. And they got Eichel. They got Reinhardt. They got all these pieces. It's like, why isn't it working? What's going on, Marty? Like, I know it's a hard answer, but if you had that answer, you'd win the lottery. But what's going on? Marty's mic isn't working, you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I muted it. You know you why? Because it. my dog's barking and I'm saying, oh. I, like, I've, you're going to hear my dog barking a little bit. He's I old... thought you were cussing me out because you don't want to answer that question. No, I, I'm not <laughs> going to cuss you out. It's not easy to win the National Hockey League. And spending yeah. money is no guarantee you're going to win, right? So that's a, that's a big problem. Um, I, I think they've tried different coaches, as you pointed out. Now they've got Kevin Adams, who's really, really – um, I, I want to say new at this job, but also he's got the confidence of the Pagulas, and I think he's trying to figure out a way. It's a tough year with COVID and everything, but he's trying to put it together. Ralph is a smart guy. I think he's going to figure it out as well, but it's got to be sooner rather than later. And that's yeah. the thing. The fan base is starting to get tired. And you saw the fan base here in Buffalo. They waited for the Bills to be good for, for 15 years, 19 years, whatever it was. And now they're all on board and the Buffalo Bills are exciting. I think the Sabres are trying to find that same approach. It's, it's not about making big trades. It's about building with your guys that you have, the Eichel, the Dallin, and try to put a surrounding cast around them. But you talk about contracts. You got to sign Rasmus Dallin after this year. What yeah. is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And how much more money are you going to have? Sam Reinhardt. Uh, you know, there, there's guys that are going to be on the market now that you're going to have to resign. It's going to be t- uh, tough to resign a Taylor Hall if you already have a Skinner and an Oposo and an Eichel at big tickets. That's going to be tough. So they got to be very, very creative with that. Well, especially with the salary cap. If you're saddled with one, let alone two or three bad contracts, you're done. Like you cannot compete whatsoever. So hopefully they can get that figured out because they deserve, gosh, they deserve a winner in Buffalo, especially with the bills doing so well. What's the vibe like in Buffalo? Are, is, are, are the fans excited about the Sabres or are they just like, we're, we're on to the bills? 
No, right now the Bills, there's nothing going on, right? So I think you still hear, you know, Buffalo Bills radio when it comes to free agency and and contracts and where they're moving forward. And the Bills will always be number one here in Buffalo, and they were for years. Uh, you, you know, they still talk about the Jim Kelly era like it's it was so great, and I, I totally can see that. I mean, the Bills on Sundays – it is a way of life here in Buffalo, but the Sabres are really close. And in the fan base right now, they're all on board with the Sabres. They watch, they, they want to help. We get people calling into our show with Andrew Peters, Gregory Bay, the, the instigators. People are calling in today. They're like, there's no jam and we need this. And I've seen this, this guy called in today and he's like, I saw nine times yesterday and I took notes where, where Jack Eichel could go in and finish a check and he turns up, right? Like this is passionate people yeah. that are taking notes, game nights, and they're calling to the radio show the next day. So they're passionate. They want it. They want a winner. And I know the Pagulas in the organization want a winner too. It's just, it's hard in the National Hockey League if you're battling against yourself a little bit. And right now the Sabres are battling against themselves a little bit. Yeah. Does anybody mention my name? The fans <laughs> mention mining, my name, John, oh, oh, your name. Uh, yes. yes. Your name has been mentioned quite often. I'll okay. say this, you know, um, and the reason is because Craig Rive always talks about, so last night, Matt Martin hits Dylan cousins, right? Mm-hmm. It was a good hit, but it's a 19 year old kid that's getting hit by Matt Martin. Yeah. Who's going to go and shake him up. Right. So PD's like, I, I know, that, you know, there's a lot of the guys that top end heavyweights are not there anymore. But if you have somebody that could go shake, I'm like, you know, John Scott or myself or, you know, and yeah, your name's been brought up. Okay. That's uh, good to know. So, and, and most often it's because of the uh, incident in Toronto, which was one of my all time favorite moment when you went after Phil. That oh, was- I thought you were going to say when I went top shelf on Bernier, but okay. That's another episode. Was that in Toronto? Or was that in Buffalo? That was in Toronto. Oh, you did go top I shelf. Did. I did. But I remember all the times you went five all on me in practice. That's why I forgot that one. You went top shelf on Bernie. Dozens and <laughs> dozens of times. It was always a, always a blast skating with you, Marty. But anyways, I know you're busy. You got to go do your instigators. You got to go work on TSN. You got to go work on the NHL network. Yeah, you I go shut my dog and give him. Yeah, I know. Seriously. He's an old cavalier. He's got health issues. And now he's been on my bed for a couple hours and he's like, get me out of here. So that's what's happening. <laughs> All right. Go he's for actually a walk, Marty. Climbing, he's climbing onto my desk right now. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Take him for a walk, Marty. We really appreciate you jumping on. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon my friend sounds good have a good one guys all right thank Later, you Marty. all right everybody thanks for listening have a good week we'll sock you on friday cheers hey guys thanks for listening make sure you're following the show on twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights behind the scenes content sneak peeks and giveaways check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more and please please leave a review on apple podcasts It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.